0: hey you pretty lot Uh, it's time for the second part of the podcast um I hope you enjoyed the first part of the podcast I feel like I've literally just said this because I've just said I hope you enjoyed the first part of the podcast when I record when I split the episode up and recorded this for the end of the last podcast sometimes making podcasts means you have to break time and it makes your head feel weird um yeah this is I really think the, the end of this podcast, like the right last hour, we get into some some real fucking meaty, heavy stuff. The sort of stuff that, to be perfectly honest, uh, I know people that live on the same island I live on listen to this podcast. Uh, oddly enough, I found out people that work for the government now listen to this podcast as well. But that's another story for a different podcast and quite a creepy one at that. Um, but yeah, the we 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 kind of delve into the stuff to be honest that it's sometimes it gets a bit squirrely when you when you finish recording a podcast and especially when you know people your friends and family listen well, maybe not my family but my friends listen to this podcast and you go whoa, did i did i share too much i know i'm pretty open on this podcast and i'm i, I back what i say you know i will have these discussions with anyone that fucking wants to talk to me about them be it uh, over on the internet or in the same room but still sometimes you think are people going to start thinking i'm crazy um they're probably right i probably am a little bit crazy but it's a crazy world even if you don't know what shape it is um anyway second half of the podcast uh as i said at the beginning of the last podcast make sure you go and look at sasha's youtube channel she is orphan red Uh, Make sure you go and support my patron, if you can, at Audio on Patreon. Or just share this out on your social medias. And people can think you're as crazy as I am. So that's all I've got to say. Thank you very much. This was a shorter preamble. These are the preambles we want. Less amble, more pre. Bye.
1: Their idea is to see not with their eyes, but with their consciousness. And the things they've seen, there's not words for it. And what are their ideas about the
2: moon? That it's a hologram? It's that not
1: that it's it's not the so much the moon, is. it's talking about the wave. That, that wave that you see on the moon is actually on everything. But the way it's so far away and the way that it has to reset in such a large way and the, the digital means that we do use to perceive it, allow us I to perceive it that this yeah it's it's going on all the time but it's yeah. so close to you right on you can't see it and it's not that it's a matrix or i don't know maybe it is but uh, it's you that do, we're, we're, we're in like we're in, in the middle of the wave reset like so you don't know it you know what i mean it's kind of like yeah. being on the crest of a giant wave or a storm surge you don't know you're in the storm surge because you're on a little boat in the ocean being sucked up you don't yeah. know till your boat gets deposited on land same in thing. the same
0: way you you can only observe heat like heat haze you know, on, a a, on a hot road yeah. at a distance, yeah. Not, the perspective not allows them to here. see it,
1: but if yeah. you're using your consciousness and not your eyes to perceive the world around you, um, yeah, interesting things have come up from auras, consciousness, mm-hmm. the point of life. It's pretty interesting, mm-hmm. and it's only getting more interesting. Oddly enough, if um.
0: If, if the flat, flat Earth model was right and the moon was a physical object, probably wouldn't have had to fake go in there. Must <laughs> just can't get there. Because it would have been a much shorter
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. journey.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think we went there. But so, for the for the nature of the moon, like, I don't think it's, yeah, I don't think it's a big rock in the sky, to be honest. But, and the lunar wave, I like this idea that that, that refreshing, that refreshing, that mm-hmm. <laughs> refresh, I guess, refresh. The, the, yeah, mm-hmm. is happening everywhere. But I think this is what, I don't know if this is what Flat Earth taught me or this is why I got into Flat Earth, but I'm able to hold two contradictory points of view at the same time and be at peace with that,
3: mm-hmm. right?
2: Because I don't have to believe something to entertain the idea.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: I think that we need more people to be able to do that, to be able to say, This conclusion has evidence that supports it, has value, and is applicable to certain things. That doesn't mean it's true because there's this other opposite conclusion that also has evidence to support it and that is also applicable and useful in maybe different Mm -hmm. domains. And so I will hold on to both of them as useful. I don't Mm -hmm. have to believe that either of them are true, but I can still use them to acquire new knowledge or to bring to bear on different conversations right and i think that's useful so i can say i think the moon is probably some kind of plasma body i don't think it's tangible but then if 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 you want to argue that the moon is a tangible object i won't necessarily shut my mind down and say no it's not i'm open to that And and if you provide me with strong evidence for that, then I can entertain that. And and I'm okay with kind of having these two things that could be true and saying, I don't have to decide which one is true because we don't know yet. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, The consciousness project. Okay, so here's one thing that that, uh, that concerns me a little bit. And this is because it ties into occultism and a lot of the dark practices. Mm. A lot of the experiences that people have things like DMT and Mm. and even remote viewing and things like that, you come across these entities and at first they're all love and light and they want to help you and they want to give you information and they want to, if you, you know, cut yourself a little bit and give them a little blood sacrifice, then they'll help you sell homes in LA because you're a realtor, you know, because they have nothing better to do with their time. And so they always start out wanting to help. And then at some point, it always ends up with with blood sacrifice. <laughs> mm-hmm. right? It does like, seem
1: to go that way. Some, well, I think it's some people. I think it's what you're what are you trying to get? Set and setting is important. Desire is important. Focus but, is important. Like, what, what are you there for?
2: But it's not necessarily, yeah. we can't necessarily prove that those are not just representations of our inner selves, of the dark parts of our personality. No. And I think humans, we still have that beast instinct. We still are animals. And so we still, you know, our urges for sex and violence and blood. And it's still sometimes scary.
1: all at the same time.
2: Sometimes, well, not too often, but we all go through that vampire sex phase, right? But, like, I think people have to be careful to not take what they learn either when they're on DMT or when they're in a mystic state uh, on ayahuasca remote viewing. You can't take that as truth, you can take it as data. But it's not truth, mm-hmm. right? And that's, I think, one of the things remote viewing teaches you is you can remote view, you know, Ingo remote Ingo Swan remote viewed the moon, and he saw mm-hmm. aliens using naked humans as slaves on the moon, right? For their mining colonies there. Well,
4: oh, that so, would never work, you know, with no atmosphere. Right?
2: Well, I think he saw biodomes, right? <laughs> but it's this idea that like so because of that, the remote viewers who are maybe more devoted in a religious kind of sense to ego spawn mm-hmm. as their cult guru, because of that one thing, they can't let go of that idea that, that there must be a physical moon, that there must be aliens, that there must be humans on the moon that are being used as slaves. With remote viewing, you learn that I can remote view not just physical reality, but your ideas about it. I can remote view Harry Potter's favorite magic wand, or I can remote view Harry Potter's conversation with his wife that he's having right now, let's say, right? Um, I will get data from the stories that were written by J.K. Rowling. I will get data from the movies. I will get data from the fan fiction. I will get data from J.K. Rowling that she thought about but didn't end up writing into the book. I will get data from the strong beliefs of all the 13-year-old girls on TikTok who think that they are Harry Potter's perfect ideal wife. You know? And, but I won't, unless I'm an extremely talented remote viewer, I won't be able to know which ones of those data points are what we might call real and which ones are fictional because the data stream doesn't differentiate. And so when people... You know, and that's what I would say with the the consciousness, the Global Consciousness Project, or any kind of research into occultism and DMT and mysticism and remote viewing, people often don't understand the difference between the data and the truth. And and I think that's really dangerous because I think what happens is people end up going down the darker routes that are our own internal darkness that gets reflected. Right. I don't know. What do you think?
1: I think you got to be comfortable. I think most people aren't comfortable with themselves and knowing who and what they are and what they can do. As far as the particular project I'm talking about, which, again, it's not scientific. It's unfounded. It's individuals, but they're all high IQ, high success. Like they're. It's and not only that, the. The selection of the individuals are all different, wildly, and yet similar in some instances and again manifestations that have happened have been wildly different but again very similar um as far as pushing into it and some of these guys are again like i said you know engineers lawyers doctors uh some of these guys are skilled in extremely martial type things and are very comfortable with darkness they know who they are Um, it's the results that are interesting it's the results. And again, this has been on four, maybe going on five months now, regularly. Um, I've read nothing like it. Nothing that, that, it, and, and that's what I was telling them, I was like, you know, there's, there's nothing publicly out there like what, what you guys are doing. And they're like, oh, we never really thought about that. We just kind of saddled up and went for it. And some of the, <laughs> so like, so here's some manifestations that, um, cause they have, uh, people who aren't involved as objective witnesses on the outside um, just for a control and the controls will see what the group sees manifestations of large black triangles flying overhead lights that form separate patterns in the sky and will swirl and then dissipate and then you're just like well that's because wait a minute no 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 no. they had they (laughs) had individuals it's pretty interesting
2: I have to push back on that because of what I'm learning with remote viewing. Um, Our consciousness can affect reality. And we have standard Mm -hmm. physics, right? We know, we already know that. But what we don't know is when we're projecting reality and when reality is projecting to us. So, Uh, sure right so we you know the ancient celts had fairies and goblins Mm -hmm. and now we have alien abduction but when you look at those stories was it who was it that wrote that book the supernatural was it graham hancock or was it was the other guy i can't remember his name but he was was comparing that he was comparing the fairy abductions with the alien abductions and Mm -hmm. showing all the parallels so
0: was he the guy that got obsessed with the photograph of the girls Mm -mm. is that that no 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 Sorry, no.
2: but it's this idea that there's something we're interacting with, something but mm-hmm. that's being interpreted through the lens of our understanding, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and our we have these archetypes that that seem to filter the information.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, are you is reality giving you what you expect, or is there something there?
1: Either way, it's wildly fascinating.
2: Mm. Oh, totally. Definitely. Yeah, you're,
1: you're, I mean, it's, so it doesn't matter. There's nothing to push back against. It, it. Whether it is something there or a mass manifestation in physical reality that is witnessed mm. by non-participants is probably a bigger deal yes. than something being there and being able to be perceived. It, I mean, either way, again, it you have to understand that these guys started this thing with... No assumptions, no theory. Just the willingness to put up a sail on a ship and see how far I can go across the ocean. I love it. it. Yeah. So it's interesting. If it's interesting. if I had to pin
0: um, a flag to to, to, a a a, of to, to an idea, yeah, uh, if I had to pin my, my, my flag to an idea, I would put it that. We're, it's not so much reality like projecting on us is that we're all looking at reality through a lens. We're what we're creating reality through the fact that we're a solid three dimensional object. I think the consciousness is separate to our, to our meat suit. So you're, you're loosening the bond between body and soul for want of better words, when you use hallucinogens and the, you're, you're essentially getting a, a glimpse into probably what happens to us when we don't use the body anymore. That's what mm-hmm. that's what I, I think that's there all the time. But I think what's what everything that's around us, because we look through it through the, through the lens of being solid, we only see this. We, we create what's around us. Mm -hmm. And if you pull us out of it,
1: that's when you, you, you find some interesting places. Lee, you had a pretty interesting psychedelic experience, right? I agree on that. I feel like it belittles them, but that's just the nomenclature that we have for it. So yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. I've been, it's, it it was the only time I've took like various drugs and stuff over the years. Only time, time, something like this, this really happened. But um, it was the first time I ever took mushrooms. I was with uh, with some friends. They'd all, all done it before. Um, I'd eaten before we uh, before we went round to my friend's house. So uh, it was my first time. He was like, just like take a pinch because they were just dried. They weren't tea. And uh, so I did this. We sat around. Everybody else started coming up. And now I like mushrooms in general. Just in general. Fungus is good food as far as Lee's concerned. So I was just looking around at everyone else and I'd never done this before. So I didn't really know what to expect. And I ended up just sat there snacking on these things like popcorn. And I, I always joke that like, I took enough to shake hands with God. <laughs> and um, I, uh, um, so we, we went for a walk and I had the, the usual thing. There was gorse bushes. And I, I remember when um, we walking up past gorse bushes and the, the yellow uh, flowers on the gorse were glowing and leaving trace marks in the like behind me as I walked past them. I remember thinking to myself, because it was pitch black, um, that really confused me because I know how colors made. Yeah, you know, I know that colors, textures, and how light refracts off things that that give color. So I didn't understand why I could see such vivid colors on individual things. It's not like I there was a yellow hue over everything. It was on these individual things. Anyway, uh, walk, walk carried on other, like what you would expect from a psychedelic experiences happened. But then I turned around to my friends, look, I I really don't feel well. And I violently threw up and I lay down in the field field slash lane. We were in luckily enough. I was with good friends for about 45 minutes. And I remember, um, lying cuz this was the first the, the first thing I was when I where I, I i suddenly understood or later on i should say I understood what this idea of ego was whenever people talk about losing ego i always had it down to that like I, I i was mixing ego and arrogance so that's always what i had in my head is ego and I remember lying in what i felt like was water and it had a very very similar um, feel to the what, what you hear about people with near-death experiences, and um, I remember the first thing I thought was because uh, I could feel water on my hand. I I thought I pissed myself, if I'm perfectly honest, and I was instantly <laughs> embarrassed, thinking my friends were around me. And then I it was it was that point where there was no body. I didn't realize I didn't have a body, but I. It was that... F- I didn't go, oh, fuck, I'm a fucking consciousness floating around in infinite space. It was just a sudden knowing that there was nobody there to be had. And it, it wasn't a shock. It wasn't a um, surprising thing. It was just, right. And then I, I I was lying down, and I remember feeling really small. And essentially, essentially these... I'm I always say eight... Don't know the exact number, but eight's always been the number in my head. Black figures surrounded me. And it was the um for of the they didn't have capes on, but for all the world, that's if you can think of the the shape of like a head and then rather large shoulders that tapers down. It was almost like they had a cape that sort of swooped in and made them quite slender. And um, they didn't communicate with me, but I felt pity I felt that they felt sorry for me and that I shouldn't have been because I, I was 19 uh, I shouldn't have been where I was and I had this overwhelming feeling that these things they just surrounded me and they stayed there until I woke up essentially with my friends and I had this overwhelming feeling that whatever was outside of those people or things they were protecting me from what was outside and they stayed with me until I came around and it no word of a lie that happened to me I'm I'm 40 that happened to me when I was say 18 or 19 uh, may, maybe 20 r- around that sort of age that experience stayed with me all the way up until I started getting interested in this sort of stuff and I read like the um DMT spirit molecule and then i read um the the follow up book to that um and it, it took me that amount of time to just process those things that had gone on so the yeah it was very, it was really strange and um it's you always worry cuz like the I, I i always think that you don't actually remember things you remember the last time you remembered them but that's always stayed pretty, pretty vivid. In, in, and I mean, to be perfectly honest, the fact that I'm sat here on a podcast relaying a story in reasonable detail from when I was in my late 20, late, late teens, early 20s, mm-hmm. shows that it, it had a profound impact that stuck with me up until this point. Do I know what it means? Absolutely fucking not. But, um, but yeah, it's... Uh, that it's helped me form this form this idea of where I, um, I I fear death less now. I think I'd probably fear death a little bit more if that hadn't happened. So that's got to be a positive. I fear, although I don't want thing, I don't want to lose family members and stuff like that. I fear losing family members less because I I feel there's something else that I'm, even if I didn't see what's there, I think I had a look through the window, you know. It was was, was really interesting.
4: I definitely need some of these
1: mushrooms. (laughs) (laughs) They grow everywhere, man. Just go get to hunting.
2: That's such a fascinating story. Um,
1: Sasha, have you ever had an experience like that?
2: I have had an experience. And I'll tell you about it. But first, Dave, I want to apologize. I kind of. Uh, I wasn't meaning to suggest uh, anything to undermine the validity of what this group you're talking about is doing. I'm sorry if it came across that way.
1: I oh, didn't come across that way.
2: <laughs> no, I think I have this, I've, I've learned this about myself and I recognize it more and more recently. I have this defense mechanism. I don't like that. There are so many people who get into Psy and into psychedelics and end up in this place of, nihilism right because Mm -hmm. the physical world isn't real because the other plane is more real because so what we do here doesn't matter and so they can be monstrous here because it doesn't matter it's all a simulation and i think that that i have this natural instinctive response against that and i don't like um i also don't like the people who go down that route and end up doing dark things, uh, using it to manipulate other people, right? Because once you learn Mm -hmm. how you can use intent or manifestation, then you can use that to to manipulate people around you. And I think that the fear or the anger uh, kind of mix in me. And so I think I automatically kind of push back against people who want to go into these realms and, and, and take it as too much truth I always want to say you don't know if it's true even if you can prove that this is a simulation that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that the simulation doesn't value a certain moral order right a lot of people mm-hmm. who decide that this is a simulation they think that they therefore it's amoral but there's no even if you can prove to me it's a simulation you can't prove to me that the designer the situation of the simu- simulation isn't prioritizing moral order right Mm. and so that's so i want to apologize that's that defensiveness so i didn't mean to just suggest that what they're doing is in any way less valid or less real or less important and i'm sorry if it came across that no worries
1: no worries um, i think in and what they say is the propaganda surrounding a lot of these things is very heavy including mm -hmm. for them but the manifestation of things you're talking about some of these guys that had issues with alcohol issues with suicidal thoughts, issues with real things, real problems, all gone.
2: Okay.
1: Everybody's life is better.
2: Nice.
1: Because they're doing it in a specific way. I think so much of that, so much of that, that fear and disorder and chaos come from people who bring that to whatever search they're going on and they end Mm -hmm. up in a bad place. Um, but they were always going to end up in a bad place.
2: Maybe. Maybe that's the yeah. thing. So from my experience, I uh, two things. One, I electrocuted myself when I was really little. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because I'm in a remote viewing group now. And we we just discovered that everyone but one of us had been electrocuted as a child. And right. so I think, I think maybe I had some kind of an experience that I don't quite remember. But, okay, so... Here's a story, and I've told this before, um, but this is my version of Lee's story. <laughs> I was like eight or nine years old, and I was <laughs> working on yeah, and I was working on math homework. So, what kind of math homework are you doing when you're eight or nine? Like, I think it was basic geometry, right? But it was kind of pushing the boundaries of, of 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 my little brain at the time. And I was, you know, very focused, very concentrated, and and geometry is really interesting, I think, as well, right? Because it ties into sacred geometry. But I had this moment where I was really focused and I was really concentrated, my little eight year old self. And suddenly I was in a garden and all the answers to all the questions were there. And there was a dais with a book on it. And my name was in the book. And there was, I didn't know if. To this day, I will, like I, at some point, I'm hoping to get good enough with remote viewing that I can, I can go back and check. But <clears throat> I don't know if it was the book of all lives or if it was the book of all my lives. I, I wasn't clear on that. But there was one paragraph, and I I don't know if it was about my current life or it was about my existence. Not clear. Um, but it, I couldn't read it. It would blur when I would try to read it. But I understood um and then oh my god being eight or nine years old the answer that i wanted was the answer to the math problem so that's the answer that i grabbed and then i snapped back into this reality and now i'm like oh i could have picked anything i could have had any answer that i
1: wanted <laughs> <laughs> you had your priorities then no right? you. we're gonna solve this problem
2: and i have gotten close to getting back to that place um mm-hmm using well in moments of intense uh joy slash lust uh <laughs> just to be honest and so I think that's where sex I think some of the sex magic practices I think come from that and I don't know how it works for men and women I think there are differences there as well but I think that is maybe uh one of the I don't want to say portals but an access point maybe to, to some of that information um and so I don't know what that means. It, I was eight or nine, so I hadn't been exposed to enough information, I think, to, to really create that for myself and it's so archetypal. And, you know, when I first saw one of the Freemasons, uh, what do you call those boards? They're etching boards or whatever they're called uh, with the, the main symbols that they have. There's the pillars And there's the checkerboard floor, and beyond the pillars, there's this outdoor place. And in that, excuse me, I have to take a drink. (laughs) Okay, so in that outdoor place, that's very garden-like. They often have a dais. Sometimes the dais is inside on the checkerboard between the pillars, but sometimes it's outside. But there is that mm-hmm. dais and there's a book on it. And now it's interpreted as the Bible, right? Um I don't think it's the Bible. I I don't and and the Mormons talk about the book of life, and you have to have your name in the book of life in order to be saved. So I was eight or nine years old. I didn't know about all of that stuff. So that's why I think I believe that there are these archetypes that That are I don't know if it's genetic history, genetic memory. So it's beliefs that we create. I don't know if it's the data stream that I accessed with remote viewing. If it's that same kind of, you're just I was accessing the data stream with the information about people's common beliefs, but I was accessing something, this place that these other groups of people have accessed and have represented in their own ways, and so. And I believe that that exists not as a tangible place, but I believe it exists as a conceptual place. And I don't really know what to make of it. But like Lee, like you were saying that that the vividness of the memory, that's how I feel. Like mm. that happened when I was eight or nine. But like everything about it is such a visceral memory um, and, and such a strange one. So, yeah, so there's that. There's also this thing in remote viewing called the Islands of Belief. And that's what I was talking about earlier with the Harry Potter. So you can remote view the throne of God. And you can remote view Indian Vedic gods. And you can remote view, like I said, Harry Potter and Hogwarts. And you can remote view, you know, Alice in Wonderland's bedroom and her adult home. And so... Anything that has enough belief behind it starts to become something in the data stream that feels increasingly tangible and real.
0: Mm. There's, there's enough information there to to almost make a three like a, th- a three dimensional like mm-hmm. render of it. Yes, yeah?
2: and so the garden that I was in for. I think I always thought like this is, I always knew, you know, it's not tangible, it's conceptual, but I always thought of it as more truthful and real. But lately, the more I do learn with remote viewing, the more I think, well, the fact that the Mormons have that idea, the fact that the Freemasons have that idea, is it, is it just, was it just an island of belief Or was it something, some archetypal reality, right? So, Lee, I I guess I would ask the same thing. Were you tapping into something real, entities that are real? Or were you tapping into entities that people have believed in? And is Mm -hmm. there a difference? Is there a difference? if something Is it a real entity because it has its own consciousness and its own free will? Or if you have a group of druids that believe in something for hundreds of years and then that has like a simulated consciousness and, and a simulated free will. At what point, at what point does that become an entity in and of itself, right? I have a friend who's a really good remote viewer and he's kind of psychic and he's too sciencey to call himself psychic, but, <laughs> and he goes to all these sacred sites all around the world. And he went, he was in Peru, I think, where there are mountains that people worshipped as gods, mountains, which is a strange mm-hmm. concept as today, but I guess in those days, And he could feel a consciousness there that he could interact with. And his idea was when you worship, when you focus your attention on something, it somehow allows the underlying substrate of our reality to kind of manifest a consciousness there. So you're kind of pulling the information into coherence.
0: It's a step ahead of. A tulpa, isn't it? You know, like a yeah. tulpa is the Slender Man is a good exact a good example of this because it's,
1: yeah,
0: it's it's a it's a fictitious character, but those girls believed in that enough that that fictitious character had real world consequences because they went and killed someone to try and appease this this thing. So mm-hmm. it's that it's that step further of you. Not it's it, you you're not just making it real because you've you've acted. So there's a consequence of it. You're making it real because you've, you've thought it into existence.
2: Yes. And that scares me. That's why, like Dave, that's why I was... defense. That scares me a little bit that people can create egregores, thought forms with their intent mm-hmm. and their focus mm-hmm. and have those have an effect in the world. And the only people that have really put a lot of time into it so far are the people who have dark intentions mm. and Makes so, you
0: wonder. so sorry sorry i thought you were gonna finish so carry on
2: well no it's it just <clears throat> the people who are love and light <clears throat> excuse me don't tend to create egregores to go get revenge or go do something mm-hmm. for I mean, typically, it's the people who are angry with the world, that they are powerless, and so they want power. They're desperate for power. And they're the ones that are creating these thought forms. And so once you create all these templates, those templates are easier to access for other people. So then other people that come along end up accessing these darker egregores.
0: Mm. Uh, I've I've often thought um, it makes you wonder what would happen if, for instance, you... You terrorized a huge portion of the population of the world and made them sit inside the houses for two years. It makes you makes you wonder what, what ripples that will have into the future.
1: Oh, don't to mention, uh, get that uh, good sacrifice going by fouling their blood. Yes, willingly, well. Get them to take it willingly. Yeah. Imagine what you could do. Imagine what you could do if you set up that kind of ritual on a global scale. Mm-hmm. What could you bring through?
3: That scares me.
0: It is scary. It, it, they, uh, I mean, this is what, like, what you were saying before. Um, uh, with the, the 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 idea of nihilism, and people people think that maybe that there's no there's no point in doing good things on the earth. I think there's there's a good pointer to that sort of stuff. Is that there's there seems to be some pretty bad people that have done some pretty dark stuff. Yeah. Um. And their main mission right now seems to be for them to make sure that they don't have to leave this place. So they're fucking worried about something that's co- that that's coming down the line, as far as I can see.
1: Yeah. You you know something that bothered me about the whole whole thing in the force, and I think we've talked about it before. Obviously, we haven't talked about it with Sasha before. Um, is the having some experience with different facets of, of government at different levels. Uh, when they want something done, they don't care. Like if, if it's a need, they're just going to do it, right? They mm-hmm. don't they don't give a shit. They don't want your buy-in. They don't want you to voluntarily participate. They will wrestle you to the ground with men who are trained to do it and then do it against your will because that's what they're going to do. And if this is that catastrophe, that this is going to happen, why? Why do you have to have a global buy-in? Even mm-hmm. in countries that are basically totalitarian at this point, you have to opt in willingly. You have to choose to take it or I'm going to lock you up indefinitely. I will not force this on you Mm. but I will make your life hell. Why is that such an important thing? If it was truly what they believed or or what the government believed, right or wrong, science, this or that, if that's what they believed, unless it was a ritual, because a ritual requires buy-in. You have to participate. It cannot that, be forced in.
0: And maybe there, there is a more complex system around karma that we've no idea of you know that we 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 karma is another one of those words which has been completely diluted hasn't it you know it's the we we don't we don't really know what it means anymore but if there is a hard and fast rule book of what we should what we should be doing to each other and what we shouldn't be doing to each other um maybe a like you say a buy-in is a way to usurp that like cosmic payback.
1: Did you guys ever see the movie Badat Was it? I think it was Bedazzled, Bedeviled. It had uh, Hurley, Elizabeth Hurley, and uh, who is the? Anyway, yes. the guy sells his soul to the devil, yeah. and he's like, "Well, you made me make that wish. It's like, not like I put a gun to your head." And she's like, "You literally put a gun to my." He's like, "You could have chosen not to do it." <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of those things. Like it still caught him on the. Well, you chose to do it. Mm. But the consequence, so
4: it's like the De- devil's advocate. That that's, that's a good one too. Yeah, I like that. Movie. Great movie, that. Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay, kenya Reeves, not his best performance, but it was an amazing movie.
4: Yeah, he, he never, he never does a good performance, but he's just a, such a nice guy. Right. He's such a nice
2: guy. <laughs> okay, well, John Wick, though,
4: I he love. Can't that act. He cannot Wick. act.
2: He so he embodies John. Well, I guess John Wick doesn't really have to act much because it's just violence and yeah,
4: hyper violence. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
4: But he's a, go, I love he's it great, He's a great character though. His I, shooting's do. good in that he trained with uh yeah, yeah Grand he, tactical he, for that. He did, he, did good, he, man. I mean, yeah, I'm he's fired a gun myself, as you know, Dave. But I do know, he know that looks, he looks like a man that can fire a gun you
1: can man you can like those like the shotgun tactical reloads and that was the second one yeah those are that's on like that's a lot of training to get that that motion to build up the calluses even to make it look like that
4: even better than Arnold huh even better than
1: Arnold Arnold who sticker. I don't
2: think he actually uh, knows how to use a gun. I've seen, I saw like the behind the scenes Canon training for John Wick. And yeah, yeah he's a master. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that movie the series. Um, but okay. So yeah. Dave, you're saying that, that people have to willingly consent to be involved in a ritual. Um, mm-hmm. So then are we, are we dissenters? And, and what does that mean for us if we're dissenters?
1: I don't know. There's nowhere on the outside of it. Mm-hmm. At least I and me and my family are. Uh, we'll see. It's all we can do. You know, it's it's kind of, I have a friend and, and uh, um, we talk about flat earth back and forth. Because again, I, I like the idea. That, and I get where really you on that because one of my things to do is my wife. I, my wife crazy. I love to do it with people that well. That was a weird hiccup. Yeah. I will argue point at that
0: not only we've reason, lost Dave. Dave, your 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 reception is uh, terrible. Going man. down.
2: Yeah.
0: You, you you've some. got a storm going on.
2: You're about to tell
4: secrets no. you're not supposed to tell. <laughs> now, now you look like a demon. He's gone very. Oh my <gasps> oh, yes. word! A screenshot it that. He <laughs> doesn't work for the CIA. He
1: <laughs> works for the Illuminati. <laughs> yeah.
2: You're back now.
1: You're back. You're back. You can back, tell back. Am I back now? Yeah. Oh, maybe I shouldn't shouldn't make those points. I'll leave. No,
2: no, do make them,
4: please. <laughs> Sasha, I interviewed this. The first interview I did with Dave, how we became friends. It didn't record properly. Every time he spoke yeah. about something he shouldn't have spoke about, it went it's weird. That's weird, man.
1: It's stranger than fiction. No. So one of the points we were making, like we talk about flat earth and things, and. Again, so again, one, one of the things, it drives my wife crazy, but I will argue a point of view that not only do I not agree with, it, I may not believe with, I, I may not even think it's morally just, but I'll definitely argue on the side of it just because like, I don't, I don't have to have a reason, right? Because I may change my own thinking. Someone else may change my thinking. I don't know. Um, so we, we go back and forth about flat earth and he made a point that had never occurred to me and it made sense. He's like, whether we're on a flat earth or a round earth, or this is some kind of alternate reality or the nature of reality itself is something that we can't even conceptually grasp. Right. It's beyond us. She's like, it doesn't matter. None of us are getting out. <laughs> we're all on this trip moving together. Doesn't matter. And I was some like,
2: people think
1: yeah, yeah. The... Some people are obsessed with doing things they shouldn't do because they think they can get out. But yeah. I, 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 liked, I liked it. You know, he's like, what, so he's, and his point was, if we're on a flat Earth or we're on a round Earth, we're not getting off of it, except one way that we know of. We're all, we're all going one way. That's proven to us. We're going to die, and whatever comes next comes next. He says, whether this is augmented reality and you're moving on or, or it's some matrix or, again, maybe the nature of reality is so bizarre that, again, we can't grasp it. He's like, it all ends one way. He's like, so relax, man. Take, enjoy the ride. (laughs) See where it goes. I was like, God, I like that. I like that. (laughs) I'd stop arguing with him. I was like, damn, I'm going to take that, man. I'm going to take it and run with it.
2: But there might be consequences to having the correct understanding of the nature of our reality. You know, I think, like I was saying earlier about the people who get too caught up in the idea of this is a simulation therefore it's amoral therefore i can do whatever you know do as thou will that shall be the only law right um you don't know if if the only way you can if maybe the game developer let's say decided the npcs who
4: you talk about game developers in god
2: Yeah, right. Yes. So like, because for the people who really believe this is a simulation, and they they tend to apply the game, simulated Mm -hmm. game uh, analogy, you don't know if the designer said the NPCs that behave in a certain way, are just going to get deleted from the program and the NPCs that behave morally, in the face of these odds in the face of these temptations or whatever, they get to move on to the next iteration of the game right? Maybe. So if that's the case, if the designer creates this and then says, okay, all these NPCs, okay, delete, and then new iteration, and we take the NPCs that behave morally, and they get to go into the next Mm iteration of the game, then that might motivate you to behave slightly differently. (laughs) So that's why I think it's important not to ever think you've settled on the nihilistic truth that everything is meaningless, that nothing matters, that because I, I personally think there's evidence to the contrary. The fact, you know, people believe in entropy science because science tells us entropy is real, but I think that there's so much more evidence that it's not. The fact that humans exist, that consciousness exists in the form that it does to me shows that that the universe isn't moving towards disorder. It's moving towards higher and higher levels of order. Right. The fact that we have molecules, that we have atoms and molecules and we have human beings, consciousness isn't just this, the underlying substratum over the reality. Consciousness is now individualized into these, these human beings. and, and, And now we're learning how to use our tangible reality to focus our intention our consciousness to manifest new realities to manifest not just changes in reality but actually objects and lights and and shapes and forms and so to me i i see morality and order as manifestations of the same underlying thing And so a universe that is moving towards order, I think morality is the human manifestation or the consciousness manifestation of order. So I think the fact that we don't all live in societies where men just grab you by the hair and rape you for fun, the fact that we somehow, for no good reason, have developed these societies where men have to woo me, they have to court me, they're nice to me, they're polite, they... When there's... They don't have to... They can, all men are much stronger than me. Even weakling men, to be honest, have more upper body strength than I do. So there's no reason for society, and men typically are the decision makers in society. They're the lawmakers in society. So why would men work against their natural instincts to say, hey guys, let's make it so that sex is super hard to get and we have to give women all this time and attention and prove ourselves to get sex out of them. And let's have contracts for marriage so that once we do choose a woman and she does agree to marry us, we can't have anybody else like the fact that that so many societies. So many men in power and control and decision-making roles have decided to make it so hard for themselves when they could just instead do like we still see in some cultures, just grab a bunch of women, call those your wives and take them when you want them, right? Regardless of how they feel about it. To me, that shows that there's an underlying trend towards the good, towards morality, towards order, whatever word you want to call it. I think mm-hmm. that there's that, it, not just in humans, but in the nature that we resonate with, that we manifest. The, these There are these patterns in reality, and we just kind of act out those patterns. And so I think the fact that we've created the societies that we have, to me, shows that whatever this system is, I think it has a preference for Mm -hmm. order and uh the consciousness manifestation of order i would call it morality and i would call that goodness and so and i maybe i need to believe that maybe i want to believe that but so i think that a lot of these groups that that think that they're going to find a way out i think because i think that they're they're Trying to go against that Moral order And and I think that there are Deeper reasons for that Does that make sense mm. The ritual and the consent and The fact that you need consent yeah, That implies that order Right that moral code
4: Something You, you, you speak about code a, a lot Do you see a number All the time A certain number
2: Six, other than oh, that, Six,
4: okay. I, I, had you, <laughs> I had you down at a 33, but... <laughs> no,
2: no, this, the 33 thing, that's another thing. Like, I really do think that there are patterns in the underlying information uh, to our reality that resonate at all different levels and in all different manifestations. And I think that's why 33, I don't think that people use 33 to indicate nefarious intentions. I think thirty-three is one of these numbers that resonates through reality, and so it comes out. No, I, I
4: see it constantly, like literally, constantly. It never stops.
2: And what do you make of that?
4: I have no idea. Just, I just laugh when I see it now because I have no idea what it wants. But it's but but I I I've come to the uh, I, I I was at a point where it was just like just coincidence, but now it's just like. What do you want? Is that it's there constantly? Doesn't leave me alone.
2: Is it so, reality winking at you? Is it something I, that's wanting your attention? I, if, if
4: something wants attention, um, you know, you you don't pick on the guy that's IQ is not that big uh, and give him a number. You know, <laughs> you give him something more. <laughs> I need something <laughs>
0: more to go on. Yeah, but you've noticed it. That's the thing. You say you, need, you say you need some, some more to go on. But this is the same thing as um, like certain certain people are going to pick up on these these sort of things. It's it's the same way people always yeah. turn around and say, oh, it's it's only people that believe in UFOs that see them. We go yeah, because they're looking they're looking for them. Looking up, you know that's why they fucking see them. So that when if if you're around people and you're having conversations like this, you're gonna you're gonna pick up on things more than. Somebody that's watching Strictly come, dance, come dancing.
1: Have you guys ever heard of... Uh, I, I wanted to Google his name to get it right since we're talking about code and programming and reality. James Gates Jr.? No. Okay, he's a physicist. Uh, he's done several n- experiments into like the nature of reality, quantum reality, things like that. And through some of his mathematical modeling of like the universe and the stars and alleged dark matter and how it relates to neural pathways and this and that, he's, like, he's found a, reput- uh, uh, a code that's commonly used in base programming algorithms and language to make up data that's already in programs. It was written a long time ago. He can tell you the name of the guy who discovered it. And the guy even says he discovered it. He didn't invent it. Uh, and it's been used since programming has been a language. It's the infill algorithm between code. And he's like, and and, and Neil deGrasse Tyson was on a stage and I was like, well, where did you find this? He's like in everything and every fractal pattern and every math." He's like this, this you can derive this mathematical formula that is clearly being used that we still use to organize data in freeform code and, and and to get things to work together. And it was pretty interesting because, you know, I'm not a fan of Mildegreis Tyson or a lot of his, his lackeys. And it's weird they had this guy on the stage with them because they just all kind of go, because he's got all the credentials to back it up. Mm. He knows exactly what he's talking about. You can't say, well, he doesn't know. He's the foremost expert in these fields that you people call to answer questions. And he's telling you there's an element of design to the system. It's interesting.
2: It was mm-hmm. error correcting codes, wasn't
1: it? I believe so. Yeah.
2: So what Not does that, that yeah. What does that tell you then?
0: If error, error correcting codes, that's that's that suggests that things get patched, surely. You know, that things get patched and fixed, and you know, if if there's a leak somewhere in reality, it could be gone in and fixed and then set right
1: yeah, yeah i mean it's it's interesting you know a lot of the people like you were talking about earlier they jump to the matrices and this and that and uh, i don't know I, I definitely like my friend's appeal to it to a certain extent you know you got i think i think the problem comes in when people start getting obsessed because you, you you spoke to this several times sasha is uh people that get lost on that that road it seems and they start getting dark because they get obsessed with getting out or getting power or getting through instead of just sitting back and saying, you know what? This is probably built and it's been built for me and everyone else. Let's have a great time. <laughs> let's sit back and be cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Like sit back let's, at a fireworks show. Let's Relax. do the abundance
2: Relax. and the magical and the beauty yeah. and the wonder and yeah. appreciate make,
1: the tribute yeah. to it. Let's make s'mores and travel, you know, have <laughs> kids, have fun. Just yeah. Really give share them beer. Yeah. <laughs>
2: exactly
1: <laughs> uh, yeah something you know uh, yeah it's something
2: exactly well and Ollie, I think I am curious by that as well the number patterns that people see people see 1111 and and you know that ties into what Dave is saying about the design you know and Lee seeing these protective figures it seems that we live in a Maybe a construct of something that recognizes us, that wants to engage with us, that that there's, but there's good and bad, right? There's protective, but then they ha, what are they protecting us from, right? That, mm-hmm. So, I and I think of um, there are these patterns in, in different religions and in different philosophies but they all kind of come down to the same idea. You know, the life unexamined isn't worth living or, it, you know, you only find the truth if you seek the truth the, the importance of not just having the hedonistic lifet- lifestyle, right? Of, of searching these answers. And I wonder about that because is it not you only have access to something after this place, if you're able to maintain the coherence of your individual self or if you're able to affect consciousness enough to manifest some I don't know but like I somehow feel that that you know, some people are going to die and dissolve back into source and that's what they want and, and, and that's their goal. And, and some people want other people to die and dissolve back into source and lose their individuality and whatever little knowledge that they acquired gets put back into the system and the whole system now has that extra knowledge. But I suspect that there's some other choice that <clears throat> has been mostly safeguarded by the darker groups, and and so it has negative associations, but I think that there might be something valuable in that, that idea of figure out how to interact with consciousness and with reality and so that you can maintain that coherence. But then I, mm-hmm. you know, but then I think about Lee's experience with the mushrooms and, you know, you slip out of your body and you are still your coherent, individualized self with no mm-hmm. effort and no... So I don't know what to make of it. I think that there are a lot of mysteries and but I suspect, I think, even though I have a hedonistic streak, <laughs> I am always pulled back to wanting or feeling compelled to continue learning more about these kinds of things, about my abilities and and not mine as an individual, but mine as a human being, if that's what I am, right? <laughs>
4: maybe sense? I, mean, I mean i mean for me when you're talking about um people and uh, where they're going if i'm honest meeting people out and about sounds crazy but some people that you look at i think that person can't be real just by ABC. listening to the, just like yeah, just by listening to the conversation, by watching the habits, what they do. If you've if you've ever just taken the time in a restaurant to watch somebody else, I don't I don't watch other people in restaurants, but I oh, feel like you just I, said you watch other people in restaurants. I do every now every now and again, yeah. But if you take yeah. the time out just to watch and observe, just life. It's weird.
0: Just whatever you do, Ali, if, well, you've taken the time out to observe life, observe like individual people. If you if you observe like one person, that's stalking.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just make sure look at different people. Hey man, yeah. stalking is nothing but a romantic walk that only one person knows about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, If stalking is done by someone who's hotter than the person they're stalking, then it's not stalking anymore. It's romantic.
1: <laughs> no, I, I think it's even more disturbing. <laughs> Something dark's gonna
4: happen there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean, though. Yeah, the is. You, you've seen people. Some people that you, you you you'll be in a coffee shop and you'll overhear a conversation, or you'll watch what somebody does, or you'll you'll witness somebody just being so fucking rude to somebody else that you just think that that's just for me that is just for my benefit for me to feel this way because that cannot be a real fucking human being
0: it feels no, like there's, it feels like there's a moral cor- corruption of society right now yeah it feels mm-hmm. like there's so um and I I don't I don't know what reason I think you could use um I, I've I'm probably closer to being religious now than I ever have been I, I wasn't growing up I didn't grow up in a religious household or anything like that. Um, but I definitely think there's something to be said that, um, Christianity, when more people, more Western people believed in Christianity, it was like a moral scaffolding that sort of kind of held everything together. And that seems to have fell apart a little bit. But if you look at, but like, like you said, I mean, this isn't in it's that thing, isn't it? Of like individual people aren't stupid, but lots of people together, like, lots of people are stupid. Um, but if you were to break it down to where people, people are now more self-absorbed, they they can go vast vast amount of times without really interacting with, with other people. Um, we li- live in a reasonably like hedonistic society now. You know, with, with be it, um, just like I mean, just the like the vast amount of like pornography and stuff like that on the internet and the things yeah. now. You know, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. If, if I was, uh, Crowley, for instance, looking back at like hiddenism and the do what thou wilt thing, I'd feel pretty fucking good about what was going on right now. (sighs) Yeah. It feels like that to me. It it feels like there is a, a an organized corruption of things.
2: Yes.
1: See, that's a good segue to start talking about Parsons and JPL Labs and how they discovered that place and the rituals that were taken out there with uh, all those people. But mm-hmm. uh, that's a very long topic.
2: Well, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about it? Because I would yeah. be hearing. Are oh, you not
1: familiar? So uh, I believe it was Jack Parsons was uh, kind of an acolyte of Crowley. Right. And him and um, who was it who wrote that uh, Scientology?
2: Hubbard. I'll run Hubbard.
1: Out. So him and Hubbard were doing sex magic rituals out in California. That's how they found the place where JPL Labs is now founded, as well as Area 51. Wow.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: I know Alex
2: Crowley. I know that, so he had the sex rituals, but I I also know that he also was uh, raping boys as a means to power. And so Mm -hmm. whenever people tell me that they are interested in that whole belief system I immediately judge them as pedophiles as you should <laughs> as you
1: should yeah because they are yeah yes. i mean that's that's like so like when i when I hear someone talking about a sex magic ritual I hear them defiling the purest thing that there is you're immediately breaking a holy thing to mm-hmm. talk to something else and that's fucking a bad move man you don't need to mess with it it's it's exactly what it needs to be stop fucking with it Stop I'm so glad it.
2: to hear you say that yeah. because I think sex is is sacred, and you know what I was mentioned yeah. earlier that <clears throat> I think for I don't know how it is for men, but I think for women, maybe this is off topic, but I don't know if I should say it on the podcast, but whatever, you can always delete it later or trim yeah. it. <laughs> um, I,
4: but no, no, nothing gets trimmed on. Lee. No, 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 This is uh, this no. is now the highlight reel. You keep going. <laughs> <laughs> like
2: I think for women, I think I'm not speaking
4: personally. Lee I, I, you probably do trim. I don't. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, I think for women, for orgasm, I think it, it does, uh, give us access to that other realm, the data stream a little bit more clearly or something, uh, that's in my experience. And, and I think, and I don't know what it is for men. And so I think sex is really sacred because I do think that there's a bonding and I know, okay, there's the oxytocin chemical that gets released when you have sex, and that bonds you physically with the person you're having sex with. But I actually think that there's a more uh, I don't like to use like spiritual terms, but like I actually do think that there's something more, some energy level, there's something else that happens um, when people have sex. And so I think it's true that that we've we have our society has been saturated with pornography
3: mm-hmm.
2: to dull our ability to tap into the sacredness that happens during sex or that can happen mm-hmm. because it doesn't always happen. I think some, or at least not when sex has become something so degraded and demeaning. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Unless that's what they're into. I mean, still <laughs> though, right, being, right, but, just
2: right. just but like, that's right. the whole thing is that <laughs> yeah. I think there is, yeah. you can use sex as a means to something else or you can, experience sex as that bonding sacred Mm -hmm. experience and i think when you use it as a means to something else to power or to dominance or to pain or to trauma Mm -hmm. or to you know
1: you can can bring lamb into reality
2: yeah but but like i think but what is lamb it's it's darkness he drew, he, well
1: he, he drew an excellent picture of it
2: of an alien right yeah, but or something
1: What whatever it's choosing to call itself these days
2: it's a nefarious thing that doesn't seem to it's have wrong. the best interests of humans at and heart. i believe
1: what was it that was involved in that ritual in france
2: there it is who is that rail
1: yeah what's that
2: rail no. <laughs> Fred- i can't remember
1: i can't remember her name uh, but I believe it was George Bush's grandmother who went and stayed with her friend, and her friend's husband was an acolyte of Crowley. Yeah, and during that time period in his sex magic rituals, when Lamb manifested,
2: and so, um, but so I think that's the darker side of it. I think when you have, um, and you can be doing similar acts, but when the intention is the bonding, is the sacredness, is the intimacy, is uh. The I think, whole,
1: I think it's a holy thing and they defile and break it to try and get their results.
2: Yes. And yeah. I think when you don't have that darkness, when you do it in the right way, then I, I think you do get access to the data stream without the intermediary. And that's what I think. I think that we have access to the data stream. And then... There are these intermediaries that try to convince us that you have to go through them in order to access the data stream. And they'll only give you access if you give them what they want in return. So Crowley has Lamb, And so Lamb says, I will give you the knowledge. I will give you the power, but you have to do this for me first or you have to give me this first. And I think that, that you can have that power and you can have that knowledge directly without mm-hmm. going through those entities mm-hmm. and that's the deception i think and that's where all the the satanism the luciferians the occultists all go wrong the the people who create the egregores and the servants rather than affect reality itself so that it, it works to their benefit they create a thought form and then they think that they have to, you know, feed the thought form or whatever it is. Right. In order for the, the egregore to go and be their servitor and do the thing that they want it to do. And I think it's a disempowerment. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's so that you don't learn what your friends are learning with their DMT experience you don't need a oh, they're an, not,
1: they're not an entity DMT.
2: or right well with their yeah. consciousness exploration that you don't need an entity to shift reality you actually have the ability yourself to shift reality without <laughs> going through anybody else i think that's the secret that's that they're trying to keep
1: Something. whatever secret they got i don't want it
2: hmm. the entity it makes not want a part
1: of it deceptive you know. <laughs> It would make sense as well, to... wouldn't it? If you yeah. um,
0: if you degraded yourself and the uh, and the people around you, if we we're looking at like the, these power structures, it would make sense for you, like the, like what we were saying right right back at the beginning of the podcast about this, um, uh, like trying to justify your own purchase uh, because you've made this choice. Yeah. It would make sense to try and. De- like, D- um, damage the rest of society in the w- in the same way you've done you. So everybody's in the same boat, you know. If it, like mm-hmm. I've 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 gone down this road of uh, so, see, I don't even know if Satanism is the right word because again, that's the, that's got such connotations to it, hasn't it? But we'll just yeah. say like the we've gone down the wrong path of this. Uh, Have you seen the videos of people stroking out that you, are- Sorry.
1: Have you seen the videos of the people stroking out that what the and
0: they, yeah everyone 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 see, dies
1: <laughs> everyone dies at the part of a Michael yeah. Jackson music video it's weird yeah
2: but they're seeing they're seeing something, something. and they're frightened by it right yeah. It's
1: mm. consistent it's consistent yeah. across the board with the, with those particular ones yeah Okay mm-hmm. are coming
4: out of China though aren't they most of those videos are coming out of China
1: China yeah. India yeah Europe Europe's got several
2: Europe hasn't has, I haven't seen I want to bring this back to something that Ollie was talking about, which is like the NPCs. So I recently discovered this YouTube channel. uh, I think it's called Fleckers talks. And have you seen him? He goes, he's
1: great. Yeah. He goes
2: to public places and he asks people like the simplest questions. How many dimes are there in a dollar? How many seasons are there in a year? Like how many months in a year? And these people, cannot answer. Like they don't Oh, know. I think
4: I've I think I've seen this, yeah. Oh. Like like they just go with it. The,
2: the the idiocy or the and and so so at first i thought these are npcs these are what you were talking about ollie these are people that are not people they're just something that the system creates for us to interact with so that we can learn and engage right mm-hmm. and that maybe if you focus enough of your attention to on one of these npcs maybe you can manifest some coalescent consciousness in them but like if you don't that will never happen they're just like a a uh, an animal that doesn't have that spark of the, I don't know. I want to, I don't want to say the divinity because I, that's not my f- frame of reference, but I think it applies here. But then I was thinking, you know, I read something uh, recently that said 50% of people admit to not having an inner monologue. And I thought those that's are crazy. Yeah. Like if I ask the you NBCs. how many times yeah. are there in a dollar and you can't answer that question. Yes. Silence in your head.
4: (laughs) So, some people you you could say, I mean, I'm probably one of them, Uh, but you could say, you know, what's the biggest animal in the sea? And they'd say, an albatross. (laughs) (laughs) I believe you'd say that. I probably would. yeah. Yeah. But it. I know. I, I I don't know the name. Is that the is that the guy? I've seen. The, does he do TikTok stuff? Every now and again, is it on TikTok, and he's oh, just. I'm not on TikTok, so I
2: don't know.
4: He's got. I'm not on TikTok either. He's people got a wooden TikTok spoon TikTok stuff. On the end of his mic. Oh, is is that what he's What he's yeah. He into the spoon, a spoon? <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Because
1: he's like, it's an absurd thing, and people just laugh at him. Yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> it allows him to engage. Good icebreaker. Yeah, he's yeah, like yeah. a president.
2: Yeah, people don't like people can't answer the most basic questions, but some of them like to be fair, many to many be many fair, the like, president doesn't yeah. know he's
0: the president either. Well, oh yeah, I
2: know. Right.
0: He's not. He's
2: <laughs> not. He's not. Yeah, he's not the ruler. But so that's that makes me wonder if 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 50% of people are admitting that they don't have thoughts in their head, they just have <laughs> images and feelings,
3: mm-hmm.
2: then they can't I don't know how they can problem solve or, or even how can you have empathy? Like you can have emotional empathy, but how can you have a theory of mind? How can you figure Mm -hmm. out like, what is that person thinking? If all you have are shapes and feelings. So like, it does kind of make me wonder are these npcs is the you know is this reality like oh let's not have as many people let's just have some stand-ins like i don't know it's what you're saying ollie right when you hear people at the cafe and they're talking and you kind of think i don't think there are thoughts in that head i think there are words that come out of the mouth but
0: that's a really interesting thing i'd never i'd never thought about that way because i'd heard the whole thing about people not like fifty percent of people saying they're driving in a in a monologue. Now like literally everything I do from when um like coming in here to do this podcast, uh as I'm wandering around the house, I'm thinking about what I'm gonna do and like what what processes and stuff we're gonna do. So yeah, I don't I don't understand how you exist properly without using that to prep yourself before you do something. It's yeah, it, it, that that's really strange. The, it, but again, I wonder if that's the the idea on clamping down on conspiracy theories and some stuff like that. I'm not saying that the uh, like conspiracy theories are the be all and end all of it, but it's in the same way as that if you don't exercise your muscles, then that like weight that's on the floor will become an immovable object. It's now you know it's not it's not something you can pick up and carry somewhere else. It's connected to the fucking earth because you can't move it. Is that the same with thought? If you're not exercising those various muscles in your brain and those those extra parts of or where, wherever where, wherever we formulate ideas like this, is that when you get to that point? If, if when you're just mindlessly watching daytime television, checking Facebook, looking what who uh, what celebrities done what or what celebrities dating who is that what slowly molds you into this position where you're essentially just wandering around waiting for somebody to tell you the next thing to react to?
2: I think maybe I, you know, I was reading through some of the papers that I wrote in school recently and I couldn't believe that they came from me because my thinking is so has gone downhill (laughs) because at that time I was reading you know really complex papers and I had to integrate a lot of really complex information and synthesize it somehow and and I was functioning at a very high level of of complexity of information and and right? And that integration that requires the ability to not just hold on to a lot of different complex ideas at the same time, but kind of un- understand their underlying associations. And now, now, complex thoughts, I don't really, there isn't as much of a need for them. I'm not doing that that high level of intensity, right? I, what am I processing? You know, I'm clearly I'm watching flecka Talks videos every now and then. So,
3: like, <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I, and, and and i can see that that i have to get back to a place where instead of netflixing in the evenings you know when i'm all tired that i should actually push that tiredness sa- aside just a little bit longer and maybe engage with material that's a little bit beyond my ability to comprehend because then that forces me to expand my comprehension right mm-hmm i think it's
0: incredibly have- difficult it's it, it's incredibly difficult to motivate yourself to do something that's going to confuse you or to do something that you're going to struggle at you know, it, it, Yeah, it's it's hard
2: and that's why i think conspiracy theories are so valuable because they draw you in they're compelling mm-hmm. and it doesn't even matter which one it is if it's aliens or flat earth or i don't know what some other good ones are at the moment but you know, they draw you in and they force you to think differently and they make you want to learn more. And then you start, you find yourself reading information that's a little bit beyond the boundary of your normal expectations and your normal information. And that's good for your brain, that flexibility, that, I just think that's why that's why I value conspiracy theorists because I think they play such an important role in society. And Mm -hmm. so even if I don't believe in a particular conspiracy theory, I will always support that conspiracy theory community or that conspiracy theorist, because I think I don't have to agree with what you're saying, but I really want you to keep saying it, to keep challenging our norms and our beliefs, you know?
0: Mm. It feels like it's going to be such an, a bland uncolorful world as well if we get to this position which i i think we're slowly creeping towards where you know it's if if it's not on wikipedia or if um, it's not it, it's not in line with fact checkers then it's misinformation and it gets purged from the internet you know it's, it it feels like we're going in that direction
4: guys i'm going to have to jump off because uh, my missus is not very well, and my boys woken up. Uh-oh. It's okay, buddy.
0: I was just gonna, I was just gonna say, and two hours forty minutes. It might be time to wrap up now. Anyway. Oh no no
4: no! You 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 guys get what you got to get get done. But I'm gonna say, uh, Tara now and uh Sasha. I'd love to get you on Alien Addict. Uh, I'm I'm sure uh, the Moon Lovers would love you. Awesome. Um, no no no! I, I've got the, the, we've got a lot of Flat Earthers on there as well. So you know, I they I. Who, who knows what's up there or beyond? We have no idea, but it's been lovely meeting you, and uh, boys, I will catch up with you later. Let's see it's you later, like, um, okay, you Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Ali. Yeah,
2: that's interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. He takes forever to leave. I don't know <laughs> how to <laughs> leave. <Have laughs> leave so we can talk about you. Yeah. Send me a
2: link to, your, to one of your favorite videos, because... I'll, I'll kind
4: of look into that. I'll tell you what, Dave, you send the links to your favorite video. Um, well, your I, don't, time, I, don't, right? I don't watch your podcast. Send me Sasha's details and I would, certainly will do that. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Bye
4: Good night. So, See you good on, mate.
0: He's totally a, a closet flat earther, by the way. He doesn't good admit night. it to himself. <laughs> totally a closet flat earther.
2: Nice. <laughs> <laughs> there no. are a lot of hidden flat earthers because <clears throat> a lot of people will admit to me in secret that they're flat earthers but they they would never admit it publicly and I I think that's an, and and people who are uh well educated as well like there's this myth that flat earthers are uneducated it's not true. I think it's just that the more educated ones have more to lose by coming up publicly as flat earthers. Yep. You know, it's what you're saying with the Wikipedia purge and with like, and even me deleting most of, of my tweets because <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble with PayPal if I don't start cleaning up my social media presence.
1: Just use something else. Never, never bow to the man. I think so. I, I think there'll be.
0: It's too much of an opportunity. I, I, because I, don't get me wrong. I think there's a there's a there's a vast machine working in a certain direction right now. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't believe. I, I just don't believe everything can be on one team. You know, it's, it, it, human beings are designed to. um Well, it, it, it's it's the way it's it's the way we're still alive, isn't it? We are designed to want to to shape our surroundings in the best way that suit us. So if there's an opening in the market for another PayPal, there's going to be another PayPal happening in the same way as it it, it might not happen tomorrow, but um, I can see over the next four, five years, like rumble will end up being a real genuine threat and competitor to YouTube because they're simply going to offer what youtube are refusing to offer it's that and the market will kind of settle it out yeah
2: rumble has been very good for sharing data on the side effects uh that we're not supposed to talk about
0: mm. the, the documentary coming out on the 2nd of november isn't there? Mm-hmm. uh yeah that's what's it called that. um oh it's not safe and effective is it is it safe and effective or was that, that was the is. last thing I think that was the that I think that was what the British doctor put out the. Um, it's the side effect one, isn't it, with the blood clots and stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Forgot, well, David, the,
1: the clots, the rubbery things. Yeah. yeah, from the you know the morticians and embalmers, and they're like, whoa What the hell's this?" Yeah, be and interesting. The
2: stillbirths if, in Canada: this the number of stillbirths is there's there are two doctors, um, OB uh, that are talking about that and they've been silenced and one of them was fired, but mm-hmm. yeah, I know yeah, I, it's hard to talk about cause you get silenced, you get deleted, you get fired.
1: Yeah. I lost mm-hmm. my podcast. I, I didn't hesitate.
2: Did you really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For this, what? For talking this, about this, the infections?
1: No, actually for encouraging people to go out, uh, run for office, vote, get involved in local politics. They no. pulled us from everything. Hmm. You're kidding! My my numbers
0: went uh, in the toilet. The I I had a a, there's a guy over here uh, called Courtney Adam Lawrence. He's um he's an interesting guy. I did I I did two podcasts with him. Um, but the uh, I put the first one I did with him up on YouTube. I've got I have had a uh, community guideline strike for the interview I did with him on YouTube, and it was like overnight. Like I. 80% 80% of the audience I'd built up just disappeared. Uh, still still, now, I can't get over, um, I, I must have been like 1,300 uh, Twitter followers for like four years, or not four years, for two years since doing that. Um, And it'll like creep up, you know, something will happen, like I'll get retweeted by somebody that's got like a big account or something. And I will get maybe 20 people come in, but then they just sort of filter off. And now I get messages off, especially people that are sort of more clued into this sort of stuff. I'll get messages off listeners that say, oh, just so you know, um, I noticed last week that I hadn't seen a podcast from you for a couple of weeks. I went on to Spotify or I went on to uh, uh, iTunes and I'd been unsubbed from your podcast. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Yeah, really we, were getting,
1: we were getting 2,000 downloads, like unique, like a day. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then we went to two. <gasps> and iTunes dropped us, Spotify dropped us, Rumble But you couldn't even search for us on there, and YouTube just killed us. And Twitter removed us, TikTok removed us, Facebook removed us. It happened in like three hours. You know, (laughs) they were like, What the
2: fuck? We have to figure out how we fight back against that. I noticed, okay, so I have multiple accounts, um, and I had one Twitter account that's all love and light. And I shared about like, oh, some size stuff and some crypto stuff, but like mostly just like, I don't know, happy things, nice things, but in- interesting things, like not boring, cliche, slogan things. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my goodness. I think I had like 37 followers. And then on my Orphan Red Twitter, I'm a lot more controversial. And um, when I was tweeting flat earth stuff I, yeah like I, I think i was having around 300 followers and i couldn't mm. get beyond that then i started tweeting about let me think of a way to say that this diplomatically but about group differences that that there are group differences and if feral we, humans yes
1: I follow well, Twitter,
2: <laughs> and just because and you know i i I think that No, if, I'm with you. Okay, okay. Well, I think
1: that <laughs> But if you don't, but don't go too far. You don't want <laughs> No. If
2: you don't take group differences into account, what you do is you drop people in a situation where they don't have the ability to make sense of the world in a way that allows them to have success in that world. And so you set them up for failure and then you blame them for their failure and then you don't provide what they need. To, to, to be able to to exist in any kind of functional way. And so it, it, I, I don't think it's fair to the people that we are, we're demanding that they perform at a level that they can't perform at and we're punishing Mm -hmm. them for not being able to perform at that level. And I don't think it's fair for them. And I don't think it's fair for us because then we have these people in our society that aren't able to perform at that level. And so then they're angry or so then they're destroying destructive. They have no vested interest in maintaining the order because they're not getting Mm -hmm. anything out of an orderly society. Mm -hmm. So the people that can perform at that level are having to deal with, this the this chaos and mayhem and violence and anger and then the people who can perform at that level are having to deal with this constant failure and constant self-loathing for how why why are all these other people succeeding where i can't you know in canada we you know there are some people a subgroup of people who uh as a group have an iq you know roughly average iq 65 to 75 well that if if your iq is 75 you can't You can't fill out a job application that asks you to list what high school did you go to, in what years, uh, what cities, just the columns and the boxes. And then they have to answer all these questions and writing is hard for them and reading comprehension is is kind of not too strong. So even just filling out a job application from McDonald's, it's not the job that they can't do. It's the form that they find hard to fill out. They find it stressful. They find, right? And so we're creating... A society that doesn't allow them to participate. And, and then, yeah. And so I talked about feral humans, but I, I'm not talking about any particular group. I'm talking about the, the humans of any group that behave in a certain way usually because they're not able to perform at the level of functioning required by the society that they're in, right? But I've noticed that since I've started tweeting more about that, my followers have gone up a lot and passed. Um, And so I don't know if that's because the algorithm sees it as divisive and it wants more division or if it's just that there are a lot of people that share that point of view.
1: And with I that, think I, I think I so have to, I have to go my wife's hit me up we got a party we have to run to <laughs> no worries buddy I, I will wrap this up in a second anyway yeah. Sasha yeah. it was great I'm, I'm glad uh we got to do this yes. I still follow your Twitter it's awesome thank you um, I hope we can <laughs> do this again. Most of it. <laughs> <laughs> I keep mine up <laughs> I don't care send,
2: anymore you send me yeah. your your all your social medias and stuff so that I can check out yeah. more about
1: what uh, I don't I don't know that you want to be associated with mine i i have my own followers that are uh full of hate but uh <laughs> you guys take that lead. i'll holler at you later buddy see you later, later. thank
2: you this is such a uh, good conversation
0: <laughs> no, I've, really, I've really enjoyed it but just just before we wrap up um yeah. what you're what you saying then about the algorithm thing i think that because that neatly ties in with the uh, like a sort of anti-capitalist movement now as well you know, because it, it, it's it's essentially the same thing, isn't it? You you're getting this big rebel from young people on cap, on capitalism getting attacked by my cat now as well, um, <laughs> and, uh, and and it's essentially it's the same thing. It's because they can't get anything out of, out of it anymore. You know, it's, yes. the the system has got us in this window where where you, you can't have anything. But I don't know, I don't know what the solution is. But I know the the the, re, the real solution to it isn't limiting people speaking to each other. It's people speaking more, and that that's
2: yes, talking about it more. That's how we'll come to solutions, I think.
0: Yeah. Mm. Do you think anything will change with the Musk of Twitter? I, they, uh, I was going to, I meant to bring that up earlier earlier on because uh, I, I find him an interesting character now because I don't know what to think about him. I don't know whether he's, I, I don't know whether he's good, bad. Indifferent, or again, one of those people that might be part of that system that maybe thinks, "I don't, I don't think I will benefit from the way that the cabal want to push things, so I need to try and push back slightly against it."
2: Ah, uh, you know, he's an interesting person. Um, he was b- brutally beaten um when he was young by bullies and so i think that gives him two things maybe a certain uh independence from from what group thinking says mm-hmm. to do, right? Because you have a certain resentment towards bullies and bullies kind of do represent <laughs> yep. the norm, yeah, yeah. right? Um, and so I think he has enough resentment that he he does do his own thing. I think that's why he bought Twitter. It was kind of that idea of like, you know, piss off, I'm going to do what I want to do and I'm going to annoy you a little bit as well kind of thing, you know? Uh, but, but some of his tweets are very... Uh, I don't know, you could, it could come from the WEF account or it could come from Elon's account and you wouldn't necessarily know the difference sometimes, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I think, I don't think he's, you know, people always think uh, celebrities have this kind of godlike power, but I don't think that they do. And Elon Musk is exceptionally intelligent, but that doesn't mean that he he can't be swayed by disinformation or that he can't be manipulated, right? Mm -hmm. And and he's an engineer and they're rigid thinkers sometimes. And so not all, but sometimes. And so sometimes I think it's easier to maybe manipulate them in some ways. So I'm not sure. I think it's good that he bought it because he believes in free speech. Um, But I think that the powers that are manipulating things right now are powerful enough and he has a lot to lose. He has children and he has his businesses. Mm-hmm. And so I could see them, you know, allowing him to get a little, you know, they let him buy Twitter, but I, I don't think they're going to let him do too much with it. Does that, mm-hmm. I don't know though. Maybe I should be more hopeful. Be hopeful.
0: Yeah. There <laughs> I seems totally to be hopeful. like, I, I used to think with the, like the celebrity <laughs> thing, you know, cause obviously I'm sure everyone's been down there. Like all celebrities are in the, um, Illuminati like rabbit holes before, and it's that if there's one thing the last two years have um, shown me, you know, with like for instance, uh, Justin Bieber and his girlfriend both have, having Bell's palsy, uh, and you go, oh shit, like wh- whoever's actually pulling the strings here, they don't give a fuck about you either. You know, it's a there's no protected classes, you know, yeah. they're all well, there is, there's a protected class, and then there's everyone else, but that not in the club section is a lot bigger than i thought it was
2: there was a french uh member of parliament who came out a few weeks ago i don't know if you saw this and he is claiming that the 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 higher up politicians in france at least did not actually get the real the real injection
0: i believe that
2: Me too, but, and he got the real one and then he got damaged from it. So he has Mm -hmm. these negative side effects. And he was saying he only learned afterwards that other people were not getting the real one. So he thought they were getting the real one. So he got the real one and then found out afterwards that they were getting saline injection. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, and that happened in Germany during the swine flu. Uh, it came out, and this is in the mainstream media, that the military and the politicians were given a different version of the injection that was given to the masses.
0: Wow. Yeah. See, I I think there's a proportion, um, like a population proportion, with this thing as well. Because we we I I I, um, I live in a small island. I don't I don't live in England. I live. Uh, it's it's a population of like. Eighty thousand people. It's in between Ireland and England.
2: Is it Isle of Man?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah. Um, I, the, I'm surprised you've heard of it. Um, <laughs> but um, the there's been some, there's been some people I know. Like I I, I I'm reasonably convinced my um, my uncle died after having his booster. Um, the my my mom has nerve damage in her leg after her first of her first shot of it um the but the thing is i think when you when you look at the amount of people that have been injured from it there's it feels like the, there should be more people when you look at other countries so i i think there's a however this has been done it's been very clever and I I don't know whether I just hold on to this though because like my dad my dad's like had his two two goes and a booster as well now I think and he didn't get anything as as much as a sore shoulder with it like no like like no side effects less side effects than you would if, if just having a normal flu jab. So I think there's there's something else. There's something that there's a there's a piece of that puzzle i think that we're missing but i don't know whether it's biological maybe it's you know there's uh, something like a blood type even down to what medications people are taking for instance well
2: i'll tell you what i know i know that there are and there's a website that you can check your batch number so some of the injections were placebos Mm -hmm. and some of them had different amounts of Whatever it is, it's causing the side effects, right? Yeah. And so that's, and, and <clears throat> they did that intentionally. And and there's one video where this guy goes through the batches and he showed, I think persuasively, that the different companies, Moderna and Pfizer, oh, I probably shouldn't have used those words, sorry. But the, <clears throat> we know how to get banned. But so the different companies seem to have released the more toxic doses at different times. So it seems like there was a concerted effort to test different doses, but mm. not put out all the toxic ones all at the same time, because otherwise everyone would start having terrible side effects at the same time. And that would discourage everybody else from getting
0: From getting right? it. Yeah.
2: Whereas if only, you know, if you only know one in five people that got side effects, then maybe you go for the, you get your shot. And then if you only mm. know, you know, one in three that got negative effects from their booster, then maybe you know? So I think that the part of it was that they staggered it so that we wouldn't notice what was going on. Part of it was that they are there. Some people were given a placebo um, because they, they do need a control group to see what's happening. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I think I did read about the research that was being done in the bio labs in Ukraine. And this is w- from what I understand, one of the many reasons for the current war. Um, So these are U.S.-funded labs that are being operated in Ukraine, and they were paying ethnic Russians who live in Ukraine to participate in these injection uh, trials, not for the current injection. illness but mm. very right just they were testing all kinds of different uh, injections on these ethnic russians and what it looks like is that they were trying to develop gene specific illnesses so that you could release an illness and only maybe ethnic russians would die or maybe yeah. only northern europeans would die and i think with the current one injections, there are two things that are happening. One, I think there's gene specific effects. So some populations are having a higher death rate than other populations. And then there are also underlying health. So if your underlying health or immune system responds in a certain way, then maybe you're more likely to have negative effects. So some groups have a higher healthiness level i guess in society and some don't right and that's Mm -hmm. cultural things and so i think it's a combination of those two but i definitely think that there's a genetic component to this
0: Mm. there was something i read the other day as well which i'm probably going to bastardize now but i I can't remember it properly but the um the threshold was lowered for the um for how intact the mrna was inside uh, uh, inside the shot so when they when they tested it uh, it was originally supposed to be 80% you know that it had to be 80% intact because obviously it degrades o- over time and that was dro- dropped to 50% because it was difficult to because obviously they had to be kept cold as well, didn't they, to ship around. So to transport it and get it into people, it was difficult to keep it at the threshold they wanted it. So this person was, she was going down the lines of that. We don't know whether it's these, um, Broken down like s- strands or whatever it is of, of mRNA, we don't know if this is going to be more toxic. But the more I could think of, it was. Well, I wonder if that's the. Um, I wonder if it's the other way. I wonder if the, the if if the people that are getting essentially no benefit or no, um, or no negative effects are the ones that have had this shot, which has been so de- so de- uh, uh, degraded. It essentially doesn't fucking matter anymore. Yes, you're, you're at that point. You're 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 as good as injecting a dead cell into somebody that they will essentially flush out and it's is gone.
2: Yes. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. Because I know that at first it was so important to keep them cold, and then it just wasn't important anymore to keep them cold, right? It yeah. Just,
0: now it's just you can get them cares. in the back of the taxi. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm concerned about shedding that that's my concern. Now Uh, I was, I was going and swimming for exercise and I stopped because I realized that other people in the pool would have been injected. And I, I just don't know. I don't know enough. And you, where do you find that information? How do you can't find out? So I don't know how to evaluate the risks. I know that I I won't right now. I am not open to dating someone injected because I don't, Want the vaccine? I don't want the the the
0: shedding effects, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, well, at the minute, that's still a conspiracy theory, isn't it? The idea of the that the mRNA uh, vaccine can shed, but the again, everything else has been a conspiracy theory that slowly seems to be not being a conspiracy theory anymore.
2: Well, so here's what I did: uh six eight months ago, I was debating slash arguing with someone about this because I was already concerned about it then and they were saying that's nonsense that can't happen and I went on DuckDuckGo and I did two searches so one I searched chatting of the word we can't say and and looked at the results and it was all these results saying oh this is a conspiracy theory this can't happen oh crazy Mm -hmm. stupid people believe this but they're wrong and this is why and then I ran the same search terms, but I changed the time setting. So I said, only give me information up to 2012. All these, suddenly all these peer reviewed research articles started popping up in the results showing Mm. all this evidence of shedding uh, of other injections from prior to 2012. And there were all these cases of it, um, some of them were just like uh very specific cases you know one girl died because her sister had been injected uh and they shared a bed um they were little children uh and then there's a lot of evidence of it in animals um hmm. so yeah and so like pol- polio
0: vaccine i think if, if i remember rightly i think the, the polio vaccine was um Oh God! Someone, someone will come down on me for this if I get it wrong. But I'm, I'm reasonably convinced that at some point, in the '60s or '70s, I want to say, the it was the uh, va- children that were vaccinated for polio gave unvaccinated children polio. I'm almost convinced of that, but yes. I'd have to, I'd have to go and look. I'm just operating on memory here alone.
2: Well, that's happening currently in Africa. The mm-hmm. most common strain of polio is the one found in the injection.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So the there it's not the wild strain that people are suffering from now. It's the strain that was used in the attenuated injections. So yeah, yeah. so it, that's the thing. I think the fact that I was able to find all these search results when I limited the results to show me data prior to 2012 that shows that they are censoring information Mm -hmm. and they're censoring recent information, but I think that they're, I think that the information prior to 2012 is going to get removed as well. So, We have to start, I think, getting back into the practice of doing that weird thing of like going to a real library and going and getting the actual journal articles and photocopying them and then sharing them through the mail. I think, I don't know, but, you know, scanning them and emailing them to each other, because I don't think we're going to be able to find even those old reports. I -hmm. think they'll be gone from the Internet. Over the next couple of years, right? So we'd have to reacquaint ourselves with our public libraries, maybe.
0: I think it's it that, or I can see a situation where the 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 next phase of this thing is to is to cause chaos, and I can't think of any better way of doing that than the being a genuine concern with this with this thing, and that coming out, you know, just bit by bit by bit until I believe wasn't in, in Canada, the uh, whoever Alberta just elected, she um apologized and even brought, even brought up when she, when she was apologizing for the way people have been treated. She, she said something along, along the lines of, I'm sorry for the people that are going to have like heart, heart issues going forward.
2: Yes. Danielle Smith. Yes. Yeah. So the fact that she was elected, the fact that she was allowed to say that, does that mean that we're gaining ground?
0: I don't. Again, I mean, not in the UK. We're fucked in the UK. Everyone, everyone in the British Parliament seems to be part of the World Economic Forum. I don't know what's going to happen here. Um, but I, see, the way I the way I look at it is, is that if you've got a um, if you've got a cult, which is what I think it's closer, the whole. Um, like World Economic Forum and uh, like looking for the central digital currency and stuff like that, I think they are a cult. They're, they're a very well-funded, very e- educated cult. Now, is, is there enough people then that surround that cult that go, well, do you know what? This all looks pretty bleak now, and the, the further we go into this plan, the more I like 2016. You know, that felt better. So the, I'm wondering whether the people like, like her, um, the celebrity people like a, a Rogan or um, an Elon Musk, are these people that could really quite happily be just on board. You know, they could, they could just jump on the bus with everyone else and ride it into town. Or are they the ones that are going, I just prefer the way things were. That's not the that's not the message of hope I was looking for. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know. I don't know. Uh, you, we can't. Uh, Dave was saying, like, you know, don't delete your Twitter. You have to stand against the the evil, but to some extent you have to pick your battles as well right mm-hmm. because i've seen some people who were deleted and we no longer think about them we don't even remember who it was that got deleted last year that we were so outraged about because they got fired or they right mm. and so i think it's important not to th- to trust that the good will win <laughs> because I think then we won't fight as hard because we'll think, oh, the mm-hmm. good will win in the end, so I don't have to sacrifice so much, right, mm-hmm. to get through to the fight. But then you don't want to be demoralized and say, well, we're going to lose anyway, so what's the point? I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, it is. It's difficult. Um, I, I've I've kind of gone with the with the idea of I I feel. That at some point there's going to be enough people there's going to be enough like rich influential people like shareholders and stuff that are just going look i don't i don't care what the plan is here we're losing too much in the same way as you've you've seen it with um netflix didn't you, you know they've hemorrhaged viewers because they've gone for uh like for lots of like qu- odd gender uh programs and things like that and they've <laughs> hemorrhage viewers hemorrhage money and they've had to walk it back um i think disney will eventually have to do the same thing you know you don't when you when you look at the money that they lost making on the buzz Lightyear film by producing some stuff that people don't want to consume
2: yes the uh, ring the rings of power the prime amazon prime spent a billion dollars on
0: yeah and never- they like, they're, they're never seeing the money for that <laughs> never so um, I think there's going to be enough. There's going to be time where that greed will win in a way, you know, like the, because the, you're only looking at a few people which have power, but you're, there's a lot of other powerful people. So I think their, their greed will, might shake is that that's the other thing. So I'm getting lost in my own thoughts here. Um, oh, I like let's that. just let's just say like Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and we're right about everything. They want to install a central digital bank that's going to be tied to your carbon credits so you can only buy beef on Tuesdays and every other day you've got to eat crickets. So that's the plan. But that plan was also originally called Agenda 21, which has been shifted to Agenda 2030. So they didn't get they didn't do it on time. The plan's late as it is. So I, I feel it's going to balance out somewhere. Um, but there's obviously going to be hangovers from it. I think privacy is going to be a, a big hangover from it. And that's, you know, it's it's something people, people are, are going to be more and more willing to give up privacy for
2: convenience. Oh, yes. I think definitely. And, you know, I think it's hard to say because I don't know what the majority of people think. You know, I see these hash, especially in Canada. Oh my goodness, the sheeple. But the, the, I don't know if it's true that there are so many people so desperate to force masks, let's say, on everyone. I don't know if it's true that so many people voted for our current ruler. Or if it's manipulated by the media, by the voting machines, by, I can't tell. I see what what Twitter tells me is trending and it's all like, yay for masks or impose more masks. I I don't know if Twitter is just faking that (laughs) or if that's a real grassroots thing. And I look around and unfortunately what I see in my social circle is people who are still believing that the injections are safe and effective. And I'm seeing people, yeah. And I'm seeing people around me in my community and my family even that are still going to vote for the same ruler party. And, and so, but then I talk to people, like you, like you guys, and then I think, no, we're the norm. I don't know, so I, I feel like we can't judge what the norm knows or believes because mm-hmm. everything is so manipulated. It's like you were saying about your Twitter account, right? You 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 go from two thousand followers a day to two followers a day. You go from you go from having a YouTube channel to not overnight. Yeah. So so how do we know what other people think? <sighs> And that makes us very vulnerable to manipulation. I think here's one thing that, that concerns me. Uh, from what I've read, and I don't know enough about it, so I can only, I'm not saying this as a truth. I'm saying this as my interpretation. But mm-hmm. I, I was looking at medical journals on the outcomes of myocarditis. Am I allowed to say that word? Is that going to get us in trouble?
0: Or? Pod, podcasts were pretty, at, at the moment, podcasts are still the Wild West. So yeah okay. we, we can't say what you want on podcast. <laughs>
2: okay. But so from what I've read like I've looked into myocarditis outcomes and again I I limited my search terms that I was only looking prior to 2015 and it looks to me as though if you have myocarditis myocarditis that's m- mild but enough to get you to the hospital which most people like most of the young men even middle-aged mm-hmm. women now right who are getting my- myocarditis uh, they they're calling it mild but they're still presenting at the hospital for it right the symptoms yeah. are still bad enough but they're like oh but it's mild so from what i've read in in the published research even if it's mild if it's enough that it gets you to the hospital then your then 50% of the people who present the hospital with it are dead within 10 years, three to 10 years.
0: I've, I've seen the, 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 the that's that same statistic, the 50, 50% within we, we, around f- five years is what, what I kept seeing, which would be, would be about right you know, between three to 10, 10 years. Yeah. yeah. I, I keep seeing the 50% number. Um, there's a, there's a girl um over here. She's, I think she's 29. Um, and she went into full anaphylaxis um, with um, with her first injection. Like she was uh, rushed to the hospital from the uh, vaccine center, and um, she's she's in a really bad way. She's been very brave, actually. She's she's been like telling her story a lot to anyone that that'll listen. Um, and I do I find it I find it weird that people. Especially in a, such a small place like this, have just brushed that sort of thing aside, and I, I, I can only imagine it. it I, 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 you must have the same thing I have that it's difficult to speak to people. I could probably think of maybe two or three people that, are, no, not even three people. Definitely one, two, two probably that are are vaccinated, and you can still have an open conversation about this this sort of stuff with everyone else it's it's difficult to approach because like I um whichever way I bat around it I feel I feel like I'm t- turn around to piece someone and say yeah well I think you made a mistake and I think you've shortened your life you know that's that's not it's not a nice conversation to have with somebody
2: <laughs> I know my aunt has been pushing me to get injected because she's very concerned about me and I keep telling her like it's not safe. It's not effective. And she doesn't believe me. She says, Yes, it is, because look in the newspaper. It said that it is, you know? Yeah. And so she has started asking me to send her information. She's like, Well, send me the information that you're reading that says it's not safe or that it's not effective, or send me the information about these, these effects. And I don't want to because she's mm. triple injected. So I. I, and and she pushed for her grandkids to get injected. So my cousins and children. And and I don't have the heart to send her the information because I I think when she starts seeing the side effects, because I think they will pop up even in people that haven't had them yet. I think it's cumulative. Um, mm. I think I don't think she'll be able to cope with it well. So I don't. Mm right? You don't want to tell them, you know, I don't want to give them the information. So that that does make it harder to have those conversations.
0: I think it's worse for you guys, because I think the, I, I don't think there's another country that went as hard as Canada. Australia was close, but there was still pockets of Australia, which were, which were, I mean, realistically, I think it was more Alberta. Alberta got it like really, really bad. But it seemed to be like, Canada as a whole existed under the, the 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 Trudeau covid train.
2: Yes. Yeah, Canada, I think yeah, I d- nearly everyone they i've seen the figure 85 percent have Mm -hmm. at least one injection i again i don't know if that's true or not but from what i see around me i it it rings true to be honest well because Mm -hmm. they locked us all down like some provinces you weren't even allowed to go into a different province if you weren't injected
0: yeah we I
2: like i couldn't we couldn't go anywhere and and i still can't go to the united states because i'm not injected so i can't I, I've only been allowed to leave Canada for I think it's two months now. Mm-hmm. Before that, we weren't even allowed to leave the country. That's terrifying. And the,
0: the the crazy thing there is is like if if you turn around and say, "Look, you don't want me to do anything. You don't want me to do anything in Canada because I'm I, I'm not vaccinated." Surely you want rid of me? Let right. me go.
2: Let me leave. If I'm such a threat, <laughs> I know that was my thought was. But where do you go? You know, I wanted to go to Ireland because uh, I would like to live there. But there, it was just as crazy. they weren't
0: too good. Yeah, yeah, they weren't too good either. Um, over here was we. We got away with it really, really, really easy. Like I, um, at the time, um, I was still doing some stand-up comedy. Uh, where then, and uh, I had a bit about how being on the Isle of Man through COVID was like watching the apocalypse on the VIP lounge. Because uh, we we we, all, we we had very short lockdowns, and it was like we had really short lockdowns, and then it was like one day you can't go anywhere, and then the next day it was like right, everyone go back to work now. Still go wear masks, but we're going to open pubs too, so we can go to bars and restaurants. And uh, but and like the UK was still under complete lockdown. I think that's why I, I, that's why I struggle so much with people over here that are still on the COVID train because it's to be scared of COVID now. And my friend is an, um, my, my friend's a, a respiratory specialist and he'll, he'll be listening to this podcast and he, he won't be happy with me saying this, <laughs> but to be, to be scared of COVID now is to object objective reality all around you. Yes. And that's why I don't understand I, the, uh, I, I've still got people that tell me, I Oh, you made a mistake not getting vaccinated. I'm like that was fucking 2 years ago now. I had covid and I was sick for 3 days. Yes. 3 days and like it, it was definitely not the worst illness I've ever had and I'm I I have no no lingering side effects no and I I see, I, I have a thing with long covid as well. I it might be a thing for people that have had that that have have had like a really bad go of a respiratory illness which which is scarred the scarred the lungs i understand the the idea of that but i also know that my like i am um, have always been overweight but i lost 2 stone before lockdown like i was going swimming every day and all that sort of stuff i got myself in the best shape i've ever been that i'm still still trying to get back to that since lockdowns now i know i could turn around and say i could blame my now general fitness on long covid if i wanted to and i think a lot of people are blaming the health problems that lockdowns have put on them on long covid
2: well okay so i've also heard the theory that the lockdowns people were spending a lot of time at home and some people's homes have um mold behind the Mm wall in a basement suite and then normally you wouldn't have such strong effects from it because you're at home for eight to 10 hours and then you're off to work right yeah so i've heard that theory that people some of it is is related to the home environment but um I alluded to this earlier, but I have fibromyalgia, which is a constellation of symptoms that the doctors can't figure out what the cause of it is. And so rather than find out the cause, they just slap a label on you that they slap on other people who have some but not all the same symptoms. So like, I don't even think it's the same underlying illness in different people. It's just whenever you have some symptoms in common with other people who's Illness, they also can't explain. They just call it fibromyalgia so they they can get you the hell out of their office, right? And I think it's related to uh, injection damage. Um, So I think different people have different immune systems. And I think, I do think that this current illness, I believe in the lab leak. And I think that it was a initially it was i think they were working on a bioweapon and i think it was leaked prior to it being ready um and so i think think some people's immune systems
0: we've i I don't i don't know what see this is the crazy thing isn't it i I don't know what your news is saying now but just over the in the last 48 hours we've our our news has reported that that is the predominant theory now is like as a lab leak
2: Uh, in Canada, well, see, I don't know, I don't know how long the mainstream news has been admitting it, um, Mm -hmm. because I kind of do my own little research and I was looking at, and also I don't limit myself to North American news or even to Mm -hmm. English language news, right? And so, yeah, but so my understanding is that it's, it was, they were developing bioweapons and this one, I don't know, I don't know if it was leaked on purpose or not, Mm -hmm. but so I think some people's immune systems are going to behave differently with, and a lot of the symptoms of long COVID are similar to my symptoms with fibromyalgia, Mm -hmm. Uh, autoimmune uh, response, um, problems with the mitochondria. Um, So there's some systemic damage and yeah. And so I, and a lot of people try to say fibromyalgia isn't real and that bothers it actually it bothers me because i was a very ambitious very driven person and mm-hmm. it destroyed my life and so people will say oh you know people just pretend they have fibromyalgia because they don't they're lazy or whatever and i'm like no i have never been a lazy person and i've always been exceptionally driven and so for me to have my life blow up into nothingness uh, over a made up illness. That's just that's not what's happening, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's something that's gone wrong, and the medical establishment can't quite figure out what it is, but they know it's related really to autoimmune. So I think some people are maybe more sensitive, and I also think it might be a combination effect. Wasn't that one of the Batman movies? Tell me if I'm wrong. Like, Do you know,
0: I've th- no, it was. I, I've thought this before. It was the. Um it was the first one that with uh, Jack Nicholson in it, where it was the all the Joker products were put out, and it but it was a mixture of the hairspray and the the like lipstick would would make it toxin. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've, I've thought that as well.
2: I think it's that. Like, uh, I when I was in university, they they had a testing. They were they tested injections on us and didn't tell us that they were testing injections on us. They told us these injections are free and you have to have them because they're free and it's such a great opportunity. And at the time I was very different than I am now. And I was very compliant. And so when my doctor was like, you have to do this. Okay. I didn't, and I shouldn't have, and there was no need for me. And I will, it was just so stupid. Um, And they, they tested some, In a university in France and the people in that cohort, most of them ended up with MS. And so, yeah. And so I think, I don't know. I just think that there there are a lot of factors that are going on. And I think this this bioweapon... I think there's a genetic component. I think that there's immune system issues. I think it depends on other, maybe if you're in a high mold, toxic environment, Mm -hmm. maybe that just makes you that little bit more susceptible. And then that bioweapon comes in and that just destroys your immune system. And so then you just have Mm -hmm. all these issues, right? Um, My mitochondria is damaged. It's just damaged. And there's no test for that. So they can't, and there's no fix for it other than taking like, and I tried it and it didn't work particularly well, but you can take like all these powders that bodybuilders take like creatine and mm. right. Alpha lipoic acid. I did that for a summer. Um, it didn't make enough of a difference, but yeah. So, so the people who have long COVID, I think it's easy to dismiss them and maybe some of them it's something else, but uh, not all of them. Right. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah no it's I, f- I don't know I the I feel the I, I feel this is a bad place to end the podcast on now I know I know.
2: Like, okay let me think of something that we can like just as a cheerful la 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 ending um I, 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 actually
0: I've, yeah. I have a question the and uh, I, I wanted to start doing this when I had guests on um because I, I wanted a closing question for guests and I just remind I uh, remembered it give me three your, your your three conspiracy theories that you will absolutely pin your flag on if so if someone walks up to you with where with one bullet in a gun and says i need three conspiracy theories that you that you 100% believe
2: okay okay i believe that uh, ancient civilizations were very advanced mhm uh, I believe that we have had interactions with different uh, species other than mm. humans that were advanced, and and I believe that the Earth is not a globe.
0: Chunky <sighs> one at the <laughs> end. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You, you, could, you could have wrecked that for me then and gone dead safe and then gone like, yeah, you know, uh, 9-11, something screwy about it, the moon landing wasn't real, and JFK was killed by the CIA. <laughs> so thanks for not going easy. safe with it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, the moon landing, is that even a conspiracy theory anymore? I don't even think of that as a conspiracy theory, because I always just think, well, clearly we didn't go to the moon. So it's oh, funny that- to me when people think it's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> Oh,
0: it's, i mean the I think that that was the because i've I've always tried to work out when it was I started getting into conspiracy theories and um but I remember having um in was it in Kartika that used to come on Max years and years ago, like the the encyclopedia. And I, I was fascinated by the Moon Landings back then. And I watched the Neil Armstrong getting down, going down the ladder. It must have been, must have been thousands of times, just as a little kid pressing repeat on there. and it obviously because it was just on CD-ROMs, it must have just been a blocky 30-second video. And I, I watched that so much. So I think it was either, it was either the moon landings um, or um, JFK that got me thinking. Oh, hang on a second. There's, things aren't things. Things aren't what they seem. Um, but I remember watching. a Funny thing happened on the way to the moon when I was in college. Oh, no. Yeah, and that 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 really got me got me into like the the YouTube rabbit hole that I ended up falling into, and then um, well, becoming part of on all these shows.
2: And zeitgeist for me, I think zeitgeist got me onto the YouTube conspiracy theory mm. world. Before that, it was more the websites and the books. But when that documentary came out, yeah,
0: yeah. it's yeah, the 9/11 one was a big one as well. I had, a, do you, I don't know if you listened to the Infinite Fringe podcast at all. No, no, it's it, the host Billy Ray Valentine came came on on the podcast, and it it was listening because he he lives in New York, and it was. It was interesting, like, he wasn't a conspiracy theorist at all. And 9 11 was the one that got him to the point where he's got like m- one of the sort of tops, maybe 20 conspiracy podcasts out there now. it's just, it's amazing how these like individual little things can happen to people and then it completely changes things. But yeah. uh, we'll say goodbye. Uh, I'll say goodbye to people. H- hang on a second. Don't just hang-, hang up and I'll give you some social media stuff when I've uh, sure. said. Episode- to the people that don't that aren't here um do you want to tell people where they can find your stuff and what yeah. your socials are
2: sure so my youtube channel is orphan red and youtube now is introducing handles so you can just or youtube at orphan red and that should help you find my channel And, um, and I did talk about it in the beginning of the show, the persona that I use, and I've kind of, I'm kind of moving away and I'm trying different things and I am not posting as often, but I do hope to start posting more often now again and, and maybe in a different style of video. So that would be a place for people to go. Um, Twitter, like I said, I removed all my, because my Twitter was controversial and the PayPal thing kind of scared me. And so I've kind of deleted most of my Twitter account. But for now, I don't know if I'll start using it more actively. So really, it's, it's YouTube is, is where to find me. Um, I have this, and someone pointed out to me recently, it's been pointed out to me so many times, and I know this, I don't talk in a conversational way. I have a monologue, and then I let the other person have a monologue, because I like for people to give me a bigger chunk chunk. I don't know. I've just never been able to just respond to the one sentence. I kind of want to hear your whole thought and then I can respond mm-hmm. to your whole thought with my whole thought. And so but I, I, I'm more and more aware that that's not normal human behavior. So I, I, I feel like I should apologize. if. if
0: no, that. absolutely not. No, no, no. You've, <laughs> you've been great. It's, it's okay. been great. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I know what you mean. I, I, I often start talking about something and then you get sort of halfway through, or just towards the end, you go, "Wow, that was a lot of words."
2: <laughs> yeah, I know, and I feel bad because then people can't jump in. But that's just how I am.
0: No, it's it. Look, it's been fine. They, I've I've absolutely had worse guests on the news, so do not worry about it.
2: <laughs> okay, good. It was really nice. I had a great time, and uh, Ollie and Dave as well. They were fun. They were fascinating. They were interesting um I've learned a lot actually today so yeah so I really thank you for having me on
0: I won't tell them you said that they won't listen to the whole podcast I'll tell them you hated them (laughs) (laughs) thanks very much
2: (laughs) thank you